leave behind the glass ceilings, leave behind the trading time for dollars and create an extra stream of revenue, whether it's a side gig or a full-time thing. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey, 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 welcome back to the show. I am your fellow freelancer and unicorn digital marketer, Emily Reagan. I'm so glad you're here. If this is the first time listening to Unicorns Unite, thank you, thank you. I'm sure my guest today was part of the lure. You're coming to check it out and listen to the digital course queen herself, Amy Porterfield. Yes, 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 I'm taking a bow. She is on the show today. I know that's no surprise. She's here to tell us all about why digital courses can help our freelancer business and help us take those first steps into creating a digital course that will serve us in the future. You guys know when you're helping your clients grow these online businesses, you might be realizing that you should be doing this for yourself. And the best thing you can do right now is listen to this episode, let the knowledge seep in, and then take action. It doesn't happen overnight. And Amy's very clear about that. I'm very clear about it. If you heard my last episode, 122, I talk all about my course journey. It was definitely not a straight shot up into the air to success. It takes a while to build your audience and whatnot, but we're all going to reach this point with client burnout. Unless you have solid, solid boundaries and you have the perfect clients, there is going to be this moment where you have this little nagging feeling saying, I'm just working all of the time and I want to make more money. I want to help more people and I don't know how to do it. And for many of us, we already know we don't want to do the agency thing. I dabbled in the agency world. It was really tough. I ended up people managing, QCing people. People weren't actually doing the work that they told me they were going to do. And it was just kind of a messy business that I, I wasn't ready to take on. You might be in a different place. And having an agency is absolutely one way to scale. A lot of people want this membership. Stu McLaren, Ryan Levesque, they're always talking about these memberships and how much money you can make. But the truth is, those are really hard to launch and keep going. Memberships are hard to keep sustainable. And a lot of people, a lot of clients over the years that I've worked with launched these memberships and put all their hopes and dreams in it. And then they have nine people. And then it just dwindles down from there. So memberships, I feel like, come in phase two or three. I mean, look at what Amy Porterfield did. She didn't even launch her Momentum membership until years and years into her business. So I encourage you to kind of skip over the membership and come back to that. And in the meantime, really think about the digital information products you can put out into the world that will help you have something scalable. Amy's going to talk to you today about what those steps are, how to know if you're ready to launch a course and build a course as a freelancer. I mean, I think it's Captain Obvious why freelancers should have a course. You know, we want that multiple streams of revenue. We don't want all of our eggs in a client basket. We want to be able to help more people when we reach capacity. We want something scalable. But how do you know if you're ready? And what kind of digital course should you start with? And what are the best ways to sell a course? And how, most importantly, how do you straddle that super rough patch when you're in between the client work and trying to build a course? 
Amy gives rock solid advice for moving into this territory and getting your course successful and what you need to do and what you need to do now to set yourself up for success when it comes to having an audience who's ready for this course. This is the biggest podcast of my life. It was such a pleasure. I'm very honored that her group refers my unicorns all the time. So if you're looking for work and you're listening to this, you need to apply for the digital marketing work group because we're getting job leads from course creators. Amy's team is referring me right and left. Sometimes Amy's team comes into my group for jobs and she's not the only one. I have a lot of big business owners, smaller business owners, solopreneurs, all coming into that group to hire somebody, a unicorn, to help them with their business. Now, if you were following me on Instagram at Emily Reagan PR, you might have seen the dog barking drama. And yeah, my neighbor's dog was left outside all day. Every now and then he gets left out. I was kind of freaking out. I wasn't really a ball of nerves, but I also knew I needed to take action and figure out a solution to get that dog to stop barking. So here's the deal. My window is closest to his yard. We're kind of catty corner. And my neighbor works these long shifts and will just leave her dog outside. And I haven't said anything in the past, although this has affected my work. I've had to pause recordings, training videos, podcast. There's one training video I did where you hear him barking and I put in the noise reducer and all of that and you still hear him faintly barking and the perfectionist in me is not okay with that. I'm gonna have to go back and redo it. But it all kind of escalated. I went over to her house, I rang the doorbell, he answered and then he hung up on me and I just decided it's technical failure. I already talked to the neighbor about it. I knew he was just as annoying. He's a retiree. And so I made a post in the Facebook group. I'm just trying to get a hold of them. I was trying to be super nice about it. Like, hey, hey, I have a big podcast in a couple hours. Can you help me with your dog? And she got so mad at me, you guys. So in the process of interviewing Amy, I managed to piss off the neighbor I have never met It's a shame because we both have kids. Uh, She might have said something about my work isn't more important than hers. I'm like, that's not what I was saying at all. I'm just asking for an hour break from your dog. But she did the right thing. She ended up taking the dog inside. She had her brother-in-law or somebody come over and it's all resolved. And that was the drama. You might have seen that on Instagram. If you're not following me over there, I like to share stories. I love stories. What's really going on sometimes, but uh, just know (laughs) that had happened. And then immediately after this interview, it was like business as usual, and I went and got a root canal. But I have been saving this day since June, since I got Amy booked on the show, and it is my pleasure to introduce the award-winning podcast host of Online Marketing Made Easy, a future published author, multi-seven-figure business owner and entrepreneur, and my business mentor, Amy Porterfield, to the show. Hey, Amy, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today sharing your freelance startup story and how us freelancers can diversify with a course. Welcome to the show. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad to be here. I'm such a fan of all you do. So this is going to be a lot of fun. This is so fun. We actually met at Kajabi, a conference right before the pandemic a long time ago. Right. I ran into you and Chloe in the elevator and I was telling her that awkward story, but that was right when I left or was about to leave Jennifer Allwood's team. So that was a big deal to meet you and then make that decision. And I remember right around that conference time, you were amazing on stage. And I remember getting my last pay stub, paycheck, whatever from Jennifer and it equaling what my course just launched at. 
And okay. so it was like this That's huge moment. <laughs> yes. You're like, okay, this is the right direction. Exactly. Oh my goodness. I remember like it was yesterday meeting you in the elevator like that when I was with Chloe, how fun. And then here we yeah. are today. Yeah. So I am excited because you have a startup story very similar to me. I also did Facebook for clients and also worked for a big wig, but I want everyone in my audience to learn this about you because we see where you are today. We forget where you started and you started doing the client work. Yes. And a lot of my people are freelancers. We're doing virtual assisting. We're digital marketers. Some of us have specialized. So tell us about how you started in this world. Okay. So I always say I'm an ex-corporate girl turned accidental entrepreneur because I always thought I'd be in corporate. I loved climbing that corporate ladder. I loved a regular paycheck and insurance and benefits and all that good stuff. And I also loved getting all the awards and accolades for like doing a good job. So I thought, no, this is gonna work for me. And so I have been corporate since I got out of college. And my last big job was with peak performance coach, Tony Robbins. And I got to travel the world with Tony and work on the content that he did on stage, like Unleash the Power Within and Date with Destiny and some of his digital courses as well. So it was amazing. But then what happened was one day Tony brought in a bunch of internet marketers into the office to find out more about their online businesses. He was getting more into the online space and he was curious. So he went around this table and all these different guys, there was no women there, all the guys talked about their businesses and I was brought in to take notes. That's how humbling the story is, but I'm so glad I was brought in because I got to hear these guys talk about freedom. All I heard was that they were working where they wanted to work, how they wanted to work, and when they wanted to work. There were no glass ceilings as part of the conversation. They had lifestyle freedom, financial freedom. I'm thinking, I don't know what these guys are doing, but I've got to have a piece of it. So it took me about a good year to get up the courage to actually leave corporate and start my own business. The day I left the San Diego headquarters at Tony Robbins, the song, Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles came on the radio. I'm nice. like, this is a sign. This is smooth sailing from here. Absolutely not. So I went out on my own and I wanted to create digital courses. That's what I had been learning at Robbins. It worked really well in his world. And I thought I love teaching and I'd love to teach to the masses, but I didn't know how to create a digital course on my own. So instead I took clients and did social media for small businesses. So I freelanced for a good two years. So what happened was instead of having one big boss and Tony's a big guy. So instead of having one big boss, I had like eight to 10 mini bosses bossing me around, telling uh, me what to do. Yes. I had no idea how to set boundaries. I said yes to everything. And in those first two years, I started hating the clients I was working with because it was my fault. Like I would take mm -hmm. on all this stuff, say yes to everything, things I couldn't even do and then resent them at the end of the night because I was working late into the night trying to get this work done that would never ever get done. There was so much to do. So two years in, I thought I'm either gonna have to go back to a J-O-B or I need to figure out this digital course thing. And that's when I got really serious about, I'm going to create a digital course. I'm going to let go of these clients that I have and I wanna work one to many because I knew that glass ceiling in that corporate job, I had brought it with me into my freelance because there's only one of me. I didn't build an agency or a team, so yeah. I could only make so much money. So that's when I ventured into digital courses. 
Also a rough road in the beginning, had no idea what I was doing. But then 13 years later, I am known for teaching people how to take their expertise and their know-how and turn that into a digital course to leave behind the glass ceilings, leave behind the trading time for dollars and create an extra stream of revenue, whether as a side gig or a full-time thing. So that is what I do in my world today. Oh my gosh, I love it. And I was in your first round of Digital Course Academy. I've been working with Jennifer. I'd already been kind of creating my course. I want to talk a little bit about that with you with like what freelancers should be doing. But my aha moment was when she made a million dollars and I was part of that launch. And I I was like, where's my piece of the pie? (laughs) What am I doing? And I just had to be like, Emily, if you want to set yourself up for the future, like I've got to stop trading time and just working one-on-one too. So I love that you had that moment. So I think the biggest struggle for freelancers is how do we know if we're ready for that? Mm -hmm. Making that course, like what is your best advice? How do you know you're ready to create a digital course? Well, the first thing is remember that a digital course doesn't have to be your whole business. It could absolutely be, but it doesn't have to be. So you want to look at what you're doing now. Do you love what you're doing now? Are you burned out with what you're doing now? Would you love to do it a little less or stop doing it at all? So that's a good question to at least think about. You don't even need to have all the answers yet, but with that, then it can kind of guide you into, all right, so a digital course could fit into my business this way. And maybe over time it fits into my business in a bigger way, but you can start small as like a side hustle or one extra stream of revenue is really what you'd look at it like for a freelancer. So you want this extra stream of revenue. And the thing you're going to think about first is, okay, what could I create a course on? And this is where I tell all my students, all you need is a 10% edge. You need to be 10% ahead of those that you want to serve, which looks like you've gotten results for yourself or for your customers and clients. And you're going to teach how you got those results in a digital course. And if you work one-on-one in a freelance type position, you absolutely have a framework or a business model or not a business model, just a model in general that you can put into your digital course. Because sure, when you work one-on-one, it might be very specific to that client, but they all have the same kind of needs, the same kind of challenges. You see the kind of same themes throughout all of your clients. We're taking that and putting that into a framework or a roadmap into the digital course. So think about where you've gotten results. And sometimes it has nothing to do with what you're working on right now. It could be something in your personal life. Like let's say you're a freelancer and you're a copywriter for different internet marketers but you also have Airbnbs that you're killing it. Like they are full all the time and you really love that more. You could create a digital course on how to create a Airbnb company that is constantly full and booked. Like there's other things that you know how to do. So now we got to think about what do you love teaching? What could you talk about all day long? What are the questions people are asking you that they want to know how you do what you do and never take for granted that your expertise is known by all just because it comes easy to you. It doesn't mean that everyone else knows how to do it. So, Everyone listening, you already have a digital course in you. I have no doubt about it. So how should someone get it out of them? Like if I'm a freelancer, I'm doing the work now, like what should I start doing to prepare myself? Okay. So you want to ask yourself four questions because you want to come up with your topic. Once you have your course topic, you are off to the races and you can start thinking about all the other things you want to do to get that course created. So number one, you're going to look at your area of expertise. What do you know? Where have you gotten results professionally and in your personal life? 
Number two, you want to think about those that you want to serve. Who might you want to help and add value to? Who are these people? Because getting clear on who that audience is, is going to help you then decide what are their challenges? What do they want? What are their desires? Where are they right now? And how can I help them? Because you want to bridge the gap between who these people are that you want to serve and what your expertise are. So those are the first two quadrants. There's four. The third <laughs> quadrant is if you think about your expertise and what you could teach, are there podcasts about that topic? Are there books about the topic? Are there other digital courses? Are people spending money in this niche or market that you want to teach in? If the answer is yes to any of that, that is a good thing. A lot of times people will come into my world and say, Amy, I want to teach XYZ, but there are so many people already teaching that and they're way more ahead than I am. And yeah. I always say, do not ever let that stop you. There are no original ideas. You will never, well, I shouldn't say never, 99.999% of the time you'll never be first to market. And so because of that, knowing that other people are doing what you want to do is initial validation. It's a great thing. So don't ever let that stop you. So the third quadrant is, are people spending money and have an interest in this area already? The fourth and final quadrant is, what lights you up? We're not gonna create a course on something that you don't love to teach because <laughs> if it's in a course, you're gonna talk about it a lot. I've talked about digital courses a million times, but I love it, so it feels good to me. So it's gotta feel good to you in order for you to create it because it's not the easiest thing. You're not gonna do this overnight. So you've gotta have that fortitude to wanna keep going even when it gets tough. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. I know when I started my VA course, I was doing SOPs for my own agency and yeah. started documenting it. And I had that mentality you're talking about, like, ah, oh, someone's already done that. And someone had already said something about a VA course. And then I kind of went through what you're talking about and realized, like, I do have a 10% edge. I do have my uniqueness. And it's kind of cool because in my last launch of my Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistance School, we made 75,000. Like in three years, I went from like, being no one thinking I couldn't do it. And all of those roadblocks you talk about, especially on your private podcast, you talk a lot about that. And it's so neat because I remember working for Jennifer thinking I could never be like her. I don't have anything to say. I don't have anything to teach when meanwhile, I'm like sitting on a gold mine. It was just in my brain. <laughs> Absolutely. And here's what's really cool about that. You made in one launch, what most people would make an entire year. That is why I am obsessed with this type of business model. Of course, it took you a few years to get to that point. I never want to sugarcoat like overnight, yeah. you're going to make a hundred thousand. We don't, we don't play that game. However, I bet when you made $75,000, you never said like, oh, that took way too long. That was too much work. I'm not going to do that again. Your whole not life, at all. <laughs> right? It's a whole yeah. new world out there. And that's why I say digital courses allow you financial freedom and lifestyle freedom. It's just a whole different kind of life. Yeah, that's so true. And so with your boot camp, what are we walking through and learning okay. in your boot camp? Because that just opened today as we're recording. This Love podcast will come out just a couple of days later. So tell everyone about that. Okay, so the boot camp is one of my most favorite things I do every year, and I only do it once a year. So if you're multitasking, come back to us because you don't want to miss this part. So I created a boot camp called Course Confident. And in the boot camp for five days, I'm going to teach live about how to get started with the digital course. We're going to get into even deeper about your course topic. So the four quadrants, I'm going to teach them in a deeper way with tons of examples to inspire you and give you more ideas so that you do not leave that day without a digital course topic. Once you have the topic, everything else starts to fall into place. 
Number two, I'm gonna teach you how to price that course because I want you to be able to do a little course math where you kind of crunch the numbers and think, is this worth it to me? Is this something that I would love to do so that I can get to this point of making this kind of revenue? So we crunch the numbers together depending on the course that you want to create. So we're gonna play around with different course types. I'm gonna teach you how to choose your type as well. Then you're gonna choose the price point. Then we're gonna do some course math. From there, we're gonna talk about growing your audience. You cannot sell a digital course online if you don't have an audience. The wonderful thing is you don't need a huge email list. You don't need a huge social media following. Even a small but mighty email list can make a huge difference. We're gonna talk about getting that email list up and running. And then we're gonna get into some of the mindset shifts that are needed to continue to stay in the game as an entrepreneur and keep moving forward so that your digital course can get up and running quickly, like this year. So it's all about getting started with a digital course. And here's the beautiful thing, it's 47 bucks. $47 to get into the bootcamp, the cheapest thing I offer. And I promise you walk away with immense value. I want all of my freelancers and anyone listening to this podcast to go get in it. You can work with Amy for $47. You can network and you can learn. And it is such a good bootcamp. You've done a version of this bootcamp before and you always give away you give away a lot. Like it's a step-by-step plan to getting started and really visioning that course for you. So it's gold. Thank you for offering it again this year. Of course. I'm so excited. So let's talk about this awkward position. And I'm dying to know how you handled it. When you have your courses, you're still doing client work. How did you bridge that gap? How did you make it through? Because I find a lot of my people are in that, that space. Like they know they need to do it. It's a really tough spot to be in. So what's your best advice for getting through it so we can ultimately get to this time freedom place of having a course that's selling? Okay, so let's paint the scenario that you are a virtual assistant and you are busy, busy, busy. So that means you are showing up for somebody else and on their time a lot of the time. So you don't have a lot of free time. So the first thing is to get the course up and running, you're going to have to put some time in your calendar to allow yourself to actually work on this. We call it tiger time, where you put the time on your calendar, two to three hours a week, maybe if a little more, if you've got it, nobody can penetrate that time except you, it's yours. And you're gonna work on your course and you're gonna get it done. So that's the first thing, scheduling the time to actually create it, which is very doable once you get into your calendar and you make it happen. Now, from there, let's say you create this digital course. Well, there's a few ways to look at it. One, you might wanna let go of a few of your clients. If you have multiple clients as a freelancer, one of the things you might need to do is free up some time in order to get this finished and launched out into the world, which means money might be tight for a little moment of time. For me, absolutely, that's what it looked like. I had to let go of a few clients in order to have the bandwidth to move on to this next stage in my business. So look at your finances, ask yourself, how much do I absolutely need to make to pay the bills, put food on the table, all the essentials. Once you've got that number, you might wanna look at letting go of a few clients to free up some space, if at all possible. If not, it's just gonna take you longer to get it done, but you're still going to get it done. So either way, it can work for you. But once you have your course ready to launch, One of the things that a lot of my students do, freelancers especially, is they want to eventually either let go of the freelance work altogether, so they're working on, until this course is profitable, I'm gonna keep these clients, but once I make a certain amount of money, 
goodbye to my clients. I'm going all in with my courses. I see that all the time. But another thing that a lot of my students do is they start to charge premium pricing to work with them one-on-one. -on -one. And this is what I love because a lot of freelancers love the work they do. They're just looking to do it a little bit less with more clients they love to work with. Everyone has clients that they would like to fire at one point or another. I absolutely <laughs> have. Amen. Right? And so let's fire those clients you no longer want to work with. Let's charge a little bit more for people to work with you. And now they've got the option, premium pricing to work with you one-on-one. -on -one. Most people won't be able to afford it or choose not to. Now they have your course to go a different route. Offering these two different options is a beautiful way to have a business uh, model that works. I love that. And you've talked about in your private podcast going all in. And I know I have seen that supporting clients. I've had some clients who didn't have successful launches like years ago. They weren't like all in. And when it was my turn to do it, I knew better. I knew better. I bought the good tech stack. Like I went all in. And at some point with that client work, we have to do that. We have to shed some of the clients we know aren't going places, aren't, you know, paying right, even though we might love them to death. That was probably the hardest thing that I did for sure. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Like sometimes we love the clients, absolutely yeah. love them to death, but we know that they're not going to be the right fit anymore for where we want to go. And we have to get yeah. honest with that as well. I really struggle with people pleasing. And I remember mm -hmm. uh, very specifically, I was doing community engagement for Michael Stelzner of Social Media Examiner. In my early days when I did social media for clients, he was one of my clients. And actually to give him full credit, he's the first person that hired me when I left Tony Robbins. So oh, I, love, cool. I love Mike Stelzner and he has a special place in my heart always. But I remember when I outgrew that, my digital courses were starting to take off. I wanted to focus more on that. And it broke my heart to call him. I remember where I was at the time to say, I'm going to give my resignation in this position. I'm going to go full force with digital courses. It was a really hard thing to do because I really liked him. He took a chance on me. He was one of my first clients. And so I felt indebted to him. But that yeah. does not mean that I need to work with him forever. And I was playing small because I was holding on like, I want the money. I want to make Mike happy. I, I don't want to let someone down. That is not how you build a business. So I had to let go of a lot of those fears and just insecurities to move on and play a bigger game. Oh my gosh. I did the same with Jennifer. It just got to the point. I couldn't do 20 hours anymore. I'd been with her for six years. Oh, wow. I didn't know six. it was that long. Yeah. And we just got her book deal and I helped do the proposal for that. And then I cried on the phone so hard. See, you can relate. Like, it's not like you yeah. have to leave behind what you hate. Yeah. You have, yeah. sometimes it's you're leaving behind what you love, but you know, mm. you're going for yeah. something even bigger. But it took me, if I can be honest, a year to leave. Like I knew it. I, it. I was just squashing. I'm like, no, no, you won't be that. You can't do that. Like you're the shy girl behind the camera. Like you can't do that. And I just had to just go and do it. So it makes me feel better. You went through that too. Oh yeah. That is so funny. Okay. Take a little pause. If you haven't signed up for Amy's bootcamp course confident, you need to do it. It's a five day live bootcamp with Amy only $47 and it's starting August 30th. There's a kickoff party and then the work starts the 31st. This is your chance to lay the successful foundations and make the four most important digital course decisions of what to teach, 
how much to charge, what type of course is best for you, and how to grow your audience now. So she's diving deep into this course creation. It's actually the very beginning of Digital Course Academy. So go sign up for that boot camp. You won't regret it. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to network a lot. And I want you to quit overanalyzing and really get your brain on your business and your future. Let's start thinking way beyond tomorrow. I'll see you in the boot camp. So freelancers in general, I think, are more, at least in my world, are more of the introverts behind the scenes people. So I feel like they would struggle with some of that too. Like, did you compare, like after working with Tony Robbins, like, did you have some of that head trash that like maybe you weren't like good enough to do this or like, am I crazy? I know you talk a little bit about this on your private podcast, but share with us. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. I had every doubt that you could think of. I can't even believe I am here today talking to you because I felt like I wasn't worthy. What the heck did I know to teach into a digital course? I worried in a really big way. What would people think of me? What would Tony Robbins think of me? Uh, Side note, he wasn't thinking about me. He was thinking (laughs) about himself, right? Like everyone else does. And I worried that if it doesn't work, I'm going to be so embarrassed. Like, what is that going to mean if if I crash and burn? And newsflash, I did crash and burn and I got back up and I kept going. So you could get through that as well. Every doubt you can think of, I had. But here's why I kept going and why I'm here today. I was very clear about what I wanted. And it's so easy to say, like, get clear about what you want. And then people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you really know what you want? What do you want your lifestyle to look like? What do you want your day to day to look like inside your business? What do you want your relationships to look like? Do you want to travel? Do you want to be remote? What is it that you want? And when you're very, very clear, the days that your worries knock you to the ground, your why will pick you up. And that is why I'm here today. I was very clear I wanted freedom in every which way. And so I kept going. Oh my gosh, that's so good. And that's why every freelancer is doing this now. We all have that entrepreneurial heart. We don't wanna be in the nine to five. We could easily waltz in and get that corporate gig if we wanted to, but we don't want that. I love that you brought that up. We're talking to people right now who have already taken a really big leap. And so you've already proven you are courageous. So now the next step for a freelancer who wants a different stream of revenue, it's let's be courageous to say, maybe what I'm doing, I could literally package it up and sell over and over and over again to the masses, to people in other states and countries that I would never have access to before. That's what's beautiful. At the end of the day, you could sell your course to someone in Australia that has never even heard of you until an ad popped up or a podcast episode. And they're like, I like this girl. I like what she has to say. It's an amazing experience. Yeah, for me, freedom for sure. I'm definitely attracted to more money, but there's also, yeah, I won't lie about that. But there's also this component of I am helping so many more people. Like there was only so many clients I could serve. And I see so many smart women who could do what I do. And I'm like, I have no problem teaching you and letting you go do your own thing. Like I'm not threatened by that. There's so much work here. So it felt so natural for me to do it. I just laughed that it took me a year of, um, you know, avoidance, (laughs) but I don't know if you knew this. I had jumped into my course anyway. And then you were on Jennifer's podcast. I think it was like December. I was the podcast producer. I remember like getting so nerdy. I was like writing all the questions for her, like editing that podcast. And then all of a sudden I had a minor surgery and you were opening DCA. And I was like, 11th hour. I was like, I'm in. I already had my course done. But the reason I bought from you is I needed to know how to launch it. And you are like the queen of webinars. And I knew from 
being behind all these other client launches, like webinars were the way to go. So tell everyone why this is so important. And you know what I'm getting at, like the live launching component is yeah. so important. Okay. So there's this huge debate online. If you don't like live in my world of online marketing, you might yeah. not know this, but it's talked about a lot. And a lot of people will say, live launches are too hard. Don't live launch, go right to Evergreen. Like it's a huge conversation. Mm -hmm. And I've been around long enough to know that is absolutely incorrect. And here's why. When you live launch, and I wanna paint the scene, a live launch means, let's say you don't have to, but a live webinar. So you do a few live webinars, you're doing live Q and A's. There's like a 10 day period that I am selling my course. I'm gonna open enrollment and close enrollment. So it's a very intense, like 10 days of I'm selling my course. And why I love that so much is because in real time, you are learning what's working and what's not working, and you can pivot your promotion depending on how your audience responds. In addition to that, your audience sees live launching as a higher perceived value than something they know that is recorded. So right away, they already have a higher perceived value of what you're doing when you're showing up live. Now, there is a place for live launching and evergreener automation. And so I do both and I teach both and I love both. So live launching, absolutely. Once or twice a year, I say is essential or you're leaving tons of money on the table. But of course you could also turn that program into an evergreen or automated digital course where it's running every single day and you can wake up in the morning and you have made money in the middle of the night. Absolutely doable. The money isn't as concentrated during a period of time. And so it's going to trickle in, but it's consistent if you do it right, which is beautiful. But why I love both is let's say you do a live launch and just like you, let's say you make $75,000. Well, $75,000 coming into your business at one time, you can do more with that money. You can be more strategic. You can plan ahead versus a couple hundred dollars coming in daily, which is wonderful, or a couple thousand coming into the month. It's a different situation. I love both, but don't just count one over the other. Then there's people, I see this all the time where they launch, but they don't really do anything. They put all this work into doing a course. And I just had someone in my community, bless her, she listens to this and she sold one and she made a really good product. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, girl, we have to do a legit launch and put okay. yourself out there. Please let's talk about this. So it happens to me all the time. So I created Digital Course Academy to teach people how to create the course from scratch and then how to launch it. And when I teach how to launch it, I'm going to teach social media, email marketing, webinars, and just the timing of a live launch. So all of it comes together. And so my students will come to me and they'll say, this didn't work. I took your course and I launched my course and, and I sold three and I feel like such a failure. I'll say, okay, let's look at this. So how many webinars did you do? Oh, I didn't do a webinar. I didn't do a webinar because like, I, that's a little too much. I wasn't ready for that. And I said, okay, all right. So what does your email marketing campaign look like? Well, I sent out a few emails and I posted on social. That is not a launch. And what that is, is it's plain small, which we don't judge that because it's fear. Fear is like, what if I put myself out there? What if it doesn't work? What if I can't figure it out? So they don't do the things that you need to do. You can't be mad at your results when you didn't put the work in it to get there. And it is work, you gotta do this. But the beauty of a digital course is that you create it one time and you get to launch it over and over and over again. 
Now, the beauty of that is every time you launch, you're not reinventing the wheel. You're not starting over with emails you have to write or a webinar you have to create. It's already done. Now we can tweak and make it better each time we do it. But I've been launching the same course for over three years and I never have to start from scratch anymore. That is a beautiful thing and that allows you to grow as an entrepreneur so much faster. Oh my gosh, it's so important. And you're the Digital Course Academy. Let's talk about this for a second. Everything included, because you you nailed it. Like just even on the launch side, all those components that need to happen, you teach people how to pre-sell it. You teach people how to get their customers through the finish line, their clients through the finish line with the right materials. But I remember one training that just blew my mind was even the Facebook ads. Is that a bonus this year? Tell it me is. About that yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Tell everyone about that because that was such an important component that right. was amazing that this is even included because that alone is the $2,000, maybe $6,000 training. It's true. Actually, one of my students who has a thriving business, Salome Shellac, she's teaching it. And she's teaching how to use different types of paid advertising in order to one, grow your email list, but two, of course, sell your digital course. But she teaches it in a way that it's for people on a budget. My students do not have thousands and thousands of dollars to throw at paid advertising, but yeah. if they have a little extra, they want to invest so that they can get more out of their course. So yeah, she'll walk you through step-by-step step everything you need to do. Oh, it's so good. So I have to tell you my webinar component. I launched mine. My first, it was like January of whatever that year was. <laughs> it's all a blur. Zoom school year made it everything a blur. And I didn't do it. I just did it to my little list. I only had 60 people on my list. I broke the rules. 60 sold, people, okay. And I sold 20. So, and That's I, a lot. <laughs> and I, I had some military spouses who were like hot for this. And so then it took me, I'm going to be honest with you, nine months to get through DCA. And I'm a go-getter. And when I commit to something and pay for something, I do it. But we were... We were moving. My husband was on a year-long deployment and I was determined to get through it. And then by October, I did my first webinar. I'm like, I, like I told you, all in mentality, I'm going to do that. And I had a small five-figure launch, but it was amazing that it worked. And oh my God, Amy, I got hospitalized right after my last webinar. What? What in the world? Oh my God. I just had some asthma issues. This is like right before COVID. And I just laugh at that. Like I literally showed up on that webinar sold the crap out of my course and then check myself. Okay. The things we do as entrepreneurs, that is wild. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my and you gosh. just had that podcast about booking a staycation after your launch. And I'm like, um, yeah, that was a mommy's staycation. Yeah. I went to the hospital, but thanks. Yeah. But it's amazing. And so then the next time I did it, everything got even better. But like, guys, like Amy has stressed this, like it does take time and you do have to set yourself up and it's okay if it's not instant because we have access to Digital Course Academy and your community afterwards. So it's like yeah. such a good resource. Absolutely. That is such a good story. Oh, I have lots of fun little stories. Like I think you know the story about my first Facebook Live. I put the clay mask on my face. Okay, I wait, have... remind me of that story. I kind of remember it, but it's so good. Um, I was at Tribe Live. I went with a client. I was a plus one. All the business owners were inundating me, wanting me to work with them. I'm like, I can't, I physically can't. And I was like, I think I need to make a course. And I, I had a glass of wine 
put on a clay mask and I was like, I'm going to do this thing. And then I deleted it. Like, I don't know, a month later. I'm so mad at myself for that. Oh, I'm so mad at you. It was like, if I don't announce it to the world and like hold myself accountable, it's not going to happen. And I love that about DCA because you have the community going through it with you. I've been an ambassador for your program. Can you tell me like, why is DCA the place to learn courses? Like, why are you, I'm like asking you to sell yourself, but why DCA? You know, I appreciate you asking this because there's actually a lot of people that can teach you how to create a digital course or God forbid, you might even be thinking, you know what, I can hunt and peck all over Google and figure this out on my own. I hope you don't do that. Your time is too precious and you're too valuable for that. But there's a lot of people who teach stuff that I teach. However, why I feel as though I'm unique is that my teaching style is very virtual handholding step by step. Mm-hmm. And I really pride myself on that because I don't think that I should assume that you know this stuff. We are not taught how to do a high converting webinar in school. Yeah. We are not taught how to do email marketing or even specifically, when do I send out the emails and what do I say in my emails? Yes. That's the kind of specificity that I think is lacking in a lot of marketing type courses. So what I like to do is virtually hold your hand through it step by step, no stone left unturned. And I've created over eight successful digital courses. I've welcomed over 48,000 students. I've generated over $70 million in my business with the bulk of that coming from my own digital courses. So I know a thing or two about what works and what doesn't, but I also deeply care that people get to the finish line and they get their courses out into the world. So I build in different nuances or techniques in my courses to help you keep moving forward. But here's the coolest thing about Digital Course Academy. I teach in my course how to create and launch a digital course. But the beautiful thing is as you're learning, you're seeing me do a digital course. So you're seeing how I do it. You're seeing the little pep talks and you think, oh, I could add that to my course. Or you're seeing a, a guide, a PDF guide I created. And you're thinking, I can model that and do it in my own course. So I'm giving you an example of something that obviously works. You bought it. Now you're in it and you can steal all my ideas and make them your own. So it's like a a double layer of goodness inside one course. So I really do think it's unique. I think so too. And then it's also with your first course, there's just so much content. So you give frameworks for emails. You tell me what to say on the webinar slides. Like all of that help. It just is too overwhelming when you're new. And over time, have I come back and tweak things that fit for me as I got clearer and tested? Yes. But just having literally everything I needed to start, including those Facebook ads, if you buy on time. And like I said, I can't stress this enough, a community to go through like other people supporting each other, I think is like the biggest thing that we need in this online space when we're doing it alone. Absolutely. The accountability. Mm -hmm. So inside Digital Course Academy, we're together for nine weeks and then you have lifetime access. You could take all the time you want. But what's beautiful about it is we put a huge focus on accountability and we encourage you to get into an accountability pod. Even if you're an introvert like me, I'm going to encourage it so that you know you're not alone in this. If you have questions, you jump into the group and you ask questions. We have advisors who have gone before you and they're there to help. So you're never alone in this journey. And as an entrepreneur and a freelancer, it can get very lonely. So I think that part's important. Oh my gosh. Yes. So would you encourage a freelancer to take your course? I have never asked you this, like to learn your method, to be able to help clients who are launching. Is that something you ever see happen? I love this. Absolutely. So let's say a freelancer is in the arena of uh, like a marketing coach or helping people with their launches or anything kind of similar to that. 
If you use the DCA, Digital Course Academy, the DCA model, and you know how to do a successful digital course launch, you have just upped your game. Now you come to the table with skills and knowledge that many people do not have. And listen, not to toot my own horn, but I've been doing this for a long time. So if you went to a client and you said, oh, I can teach you the DCA model. I went through DCA, I can teach you how to do it. Absolutely, you become more valuable, especially if they know this world. So I think it's a great idea. I see work there all the time. I see tons of people who want people who know Amy's method. Yeah. I have had students take your course who one or two of them never did launch a course, but they ended up falling in love with the client work because they love that part of it so much. Like some of us like to be behind the scenes supporting. So I want to encourage anyone thinking about like the price you pay is so worth it. So when does DCA open? So DCA opens on September 7th. And we've got a lot of fun things happening before that, depending on when this is airing. And so you can get involved and get your feet wet and see if you're ready for a digital course. But the doors officially open on September 7th and close shortly after. So I only offer this once a year and the enrollment's not a long period of time. So this is something you want to jump on. Yeah. How long is it going? When does it end? Okay. Uh, Nine weeks. So nine weeks together. Yes. Okay. And that's awesome because if you did take longer like me, like I kind of kept up with it, had to go back and do some of the work, like it's still there at your fingertips. So this has been such a fun interview. I'm so glad we got some time together. I want to wrap it up with one major question. What is the biggest mistake you see people do when they first create their course? Oh, I love this question. The first major mistake I see is that people try to add too much to their digital course because they're trying to prove themselves. Like if I charge for it, I better tell everybody everything I ever have learned about this one topic. And I'm going to ease everyone's mind right now and say, you do not need to do that, which means it's easier to create a course when you're not throwing everything in it. So I'm going to encourage you. And this is what I teach in my program. We're going to pull back and just give exactly what they need to know to get from point A to point B as fast as humanly possible. It will be easier for you to create and faster for your students to get through. So not throwing everything in is a good thing. And I'm going to teach people how to do so. Oh my gosh. I was guilty of that. I'm always trying to dial it back and dial it back. I've seen you refining your course over time too. Oh, one thing I meant to mention was the sales page training. I remember that first version you had with Rye Schwartz. Like I fell in love with his brain. I'd never sat down and done a sales page. It was gold. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, the resources you have in there. So thank you so much. Um, we're going to put a link to the boot camp. sign up and join and work with Amy for the next five days. And we'll see you over in DCA. Thanks for being here. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me. This was so much fun. I can't wait to do it again. Oh my gosh, I did it. I had so much fun with Amy. I even got her to record a boomerang with me and a quick reel, which was a lot of fun. I've already posted that on Instagram. I couldn't wait. So go check that out. Make sure you sign up for the boot camp. It's only $47. It'll be the best $47 you've ever spent. It's a no-brainer price and you'll get to network and learn more about these course foundations. And it's also something, you guys, you can apply to your clients, right? Clients are going to ask you about pricing, what courses, and you're going to have this knowledge. And a little birdie told me there's a certification coming in this area. So I really think that there's going to be a need for people who know Amy's method. This is your chance, guys. Okay. There's also a private business blueprint podcast that I referenced 
It's really good. And it's only open for a limited time series. You only have about a week to go listen. That's in the show notes. Go listen. Episode one is really good about three mindset things every single person needs to conquer. I don't care if you're new. If you've been in your business for a while, you need to listen to this. Amy is giving the keys to the castle about what would have made her more successful faster if she had mastered these three things. I'm also linking to her freebie. If you're still kind of unclear, like what your main thing is or what you should do, maybe it even isn't related to your freelance business like Amy talked about. Maybe there's something in your past, a passion, a hobby, previous work that you did that could be your course. Go download her freebie, Three Steps to Uncover Your Special Thing, and walk yourself through that process and see what comes up for you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please, please take the time to leave me a review quick five stars would be amazing. That will help me out so, so much. That social proof helps me as well. And I can't thank you enough. And as a side note, Digital Course Academy is opening September 7th. If you do decide to go all in with your business, it is well worth the money. You are going to get so many tools when it comes to online marketing, not just course creation and launching. I really encourage you to use my affiliate link you purchase with my link, there'll be bonuses and we'll get to work together and it would make a huge difference in my business. So that cart closes for DCA September 15th and make sure you're on Amy's email list so you don't miss out. You can go join the wait list right now if you already know you're all in. All of those links are in the show notes. All right, next week on the show, we're talking about why I don't love Fiverr and Upwork and we'll get into finding clients and connecting with clients. I'll see you then. If you want to start earning income as a digital marketing service provider or digital marketing assistant, you only need your laptop. You can tap into what online business owners really need help with by downloading my top 10 most requested tasks. These are the services I did for years for my clients behind the scenes. You can take this download and apply it to your own business and start by offering these very same services. If you want to niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash services. Nailed it. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Seriously, it should not be that hard, but it really is confusing when you're looking in the camera.